On this episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, we're going to celebrate our 50th episode by talking about Ernest Goes to Camp. And after watching the movie, the only question that I have is, and I couldn't get answered, was how does Ernest P. Worrell's wardrobe, was it inspired by Schneider from One Day at a Time? Well, it's it's only fitting it, it, that on the fiftieth episode of the show, the, that cat, the cat makes walks an appearance the, at twenty seven seconds. Exactly. While well, I'm trying to show something to the camera, <laughs> um, for those of you, who, um, I'll, I'll put that up on the internet too. Those two pictures uh, that I was showing at the beginning. If you're not watching the video and just listening to the podcast, and um, yeah, hi, kitty. The podcast room is in disarray because it is undergoing a transformation, and there's Ooh. stuff everywhere, and the cat is literally. He thinks he's on Everest right now. So, so welcome. This, this is it. This is life, the one you get, so go and have a ball. Snyder, one day at a time. Oh, dear God. <laughs> We're not talking about that show, are we? No, you know, I did have a crush on him when I was little. I yeah, probably think me, the only person that at too. eight years old had a you had a crush on Dan Harrington <laughs> Jr. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I hated him in that show. He was annoying oh, with that porn mustache and everything else. But for some reason, I had a crush on him at what all of eight, nine years old. Fair enough. What is? How, oh my God, that's all right. I had a crush on Val- Valerie Burton Ernie, so we're good. Val- <laughs> I, every every kid that I had a crush did. on Gopher too on uh, oh. uh, the Love Boat. Duh. At least it wasn't Doc. Yeah. You know. So yeah. We're good. No, good. We're good. We're so, good. um, so, it's it's fifty. It's the big five zero. Our fiftieth episode of. We are going to do something a little bit different today, which we told you about last week. We're going to take the first half last of the show. Last week, last month. Yeah, we're going to talk about Ernest goes to camp, <laughs> and then the last, second half of the show after the break is we're going to do an awards slash commentary on our first fifty episodes. Uh, different questions that we're going to ask each other. Um, but hey. Let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling. And how have you been? Um, I've been great. I've been enjoying my new job. Um, the cat is... Come here. <laughs> stop that. Uh, <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. The cat's been good for the most part. Um, no, I've been, I've been good. Been good. Fantastic. No complaints. I mean, you know, we're in the, the armpit of, of the summer that is in Florida. I, I disagree, ma'am. Have you seen the temperatures in Washington State the last week? Yeah, but do they have the humidity that they do? Doesn't it doesn't I, matter? They don't have the air conditioning that we do. That's true. That is true. I know. I walked out of the house today and it was seventy three degrees. It felt like it was ninety eight. True, but let me ask you this question: Two or three years ago, when you got sent on your job to uh, for the uh, the convention that you did in Vegas, yes, and we were there in June, right? We were in June. Yeah. And it was one hundred and six. Yeah. Were you really worried about the humidity? <laughs> no, because it was fucking hot. I don't. I think it's the humidity is is causing like my daily headache behind my eye. So the humidity it's, is oppressive. The 
fucking but 103 mm. degrees in Washington State, that's still hot. Mm. So I feel, I I'm hope, fire. I hope if anybody up there listens to us, I hope you stay safe. I hope that you're good. Stay hydrated. If yeah. you're feeling thirsty, even warm it's water, too late. even warm water is better than no water. Once yeah. your pee turns yellow, Start, start guzzling it down. <laughs> hey, you make fun of me. That's how they taught us in the no, in boot camp. No, no, I mean, I've been to Arizona several times, and, you know, we were, I was oh, out. la-di-da. No, I, when I was out there one time, I was out there during the summer, because usually I would visit my friend more in the fall, because it's more tolerable out there. But one of the drivers that was taking me to the hotel was basically saying, if you're feeling thirsty, it's already too late. Too late. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you stay hydrated. That's the lesson, folks. All right. Yep. All right. Approach lesson. it like football. You got to start drinking Ooh, two hours before the game. All right. All right. So you did it. You finally pulled the trigger on Ernest. Yeah. Broke your heart, didn't it? A little bit. Yeah. You, you, A little bit. A you're li- never going to be the same, are you? <laughs> you are super happy that you've been introduced to that type of American cinema. Yeah. Finally. Super happy? Is that what you said? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, whatever. Okay. If you're not happy after watching this movie, you're not an American. <laughs> Period. Not an American. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, well, I, yeah. Okay, I, I would agree with that because um, this whole thing was just advertising. Honestly. Yeah, kind of. Ernest was born out of an advertising agency and they basically would license off that Ernest character, another character that Jim Jim Varney did too, they would license around to different places. So Ernest would pitch things like dairies, uh, car dealerships, um, but zoos. he changed he changed the way marketing in this country. That that campaign with Ernest and you know what I mean, Vern? Yeah, know what I mean? Changed the way Oh, marketing. I forgot to say I know what I mean at the end. Oh what the hell is wrong with me? Go ahead. Yeah, anyway. That's all right. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Vern? Know what I mean, Vern? Know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If you're yeah. watching, you got an earnest impression. Because this basically was born out of Jim Varney and a friend of his. They started out as a, I believe it was a small AM radio station like in Kentucky or Tennessee. And they were doing commercials for them. And it became huge. And marketing agencies all over the country wanted to buy that from him. And he told them, they told them no. Because they wanted to buy the kitten caboodle. We want the license to this. And he said no. And he went to different people, hired him for individual stuff. I remember when he was doing a radio station or an ad for a AM uh, 620 WSUN here in Florida, in Tampa. Yeah. He ended up doing Sprite. Um, but literally, that's where the Ernest P. Whirl character came well, from. Actually, Jim Varney, if, if you've dug into his past at all. Is I mean, a highly he, trained actor. A, and a musician. He yes. started on Johnny Cash and Friends, yep. which He's I a, did not know. Mm-hmm. And then he went into advertising when he thought his prospects as an actor had dried up. And that's when they... And then hit it big. Yeah. And, and he sang in this movie. I think that yeah. was a top 10 hit. Was it now? It was in my book. <laughs> it's really the only book that matters. <laughs> All right, then. But, you know, the thing is, is as I was looking at it, and it's, it's directed and written by John R. Cherry III, which was the partner at the advertising firm. So that's why the script is so fucking bad. <laughs> the script is not bad. The script is... A, it's not great. The script is a typical 80s... Is Okay, is this script any worse than Harry Crumb? Yeah, I would say it is. All right, we're done. No. <laughs> well, here's why. No. Nope. Nope. All <laughs> done. Put your headphones on. I'll talk to you next week. Gotta go. Gotta go watch the hockey game. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh.
Um, And I'll tell you why. Um, I was listening to kind of a retrospective on Jim Barney's life. Um, And a lot of the humor bits, because this was the first Ernest movie, Mm -hmm. were just pickups from some of the ads that they did. Of course they were. So he's more suited to be funny and entertaining in 60 second increments than he is in a, like, how long was this movie? 80 minutes? 90 minutes, yeah. So that, that's that's kind of what it is. I think had it been written a little bit better, if they had been able to have a little bit better of a script, I, I probably would have enjoyed this movie a lot more. Just saying. All right. So now we have to watch Ernest Goes to Jail. Because that one... <sighs> what did I do? Okay. I did it. I Ernest, did it. okay. So Ernest Goes to Jail is the best movie of the series. Okay. okay. Ernest Saves Christmas is pretty cute. Ernest Scared Stupid has its moments where it's really funny, but it falls down a little bit. Oh, I will draw the line at Ernest Goes to Africa. After after <laughs> Ernest goes to jail, for some reason the the, the wheels kind of came off. There's Ernest mm-hmm. goes to Africa. Ernest joins the army. Ernest yep. and something with basketball. I have not seen any of those. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to. Um, if anybody here listens to my podcast with Mike, the top five for fighting, our second anniversary, we had a, a guest, the two guests on from Dead City Driving, right? Uh, um, Brandon Winbush and Chris Holcomb. Okay. And we did our top five movie franchises ever. Okay. And one of Brandon's, his number four was the Ernest franchise. Really? Simply because of the longevity of it and because even though the the end ones were not as popular, they were, if you like Ernest, just as much fun to watch. They're stupid. That I mean, yes, the writing's not great. You get a lot of, you know, but you know what? We watched how many years of Bugs Bunny where Bugs Bunny did basically the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> so, you know, but Ernest yeah. Goes to Jail is the best one. There's some acting in it. It's right. it's well, it's it's better written, it's better produced. I mean, this was a shoestring budget, I'm sure yeah. they had but I, I understand. Listen, this is an 80s movie. There's a lot of 80s movies that were huge that had shitty yeah. scripts. I don't know, Commando comes to mind. Well, Cherry Let some steam off Bennett. Cherry was involved in all of them. Because it was his property. Yeah. Like once it became part of his advertising agency, that but was the studios, his. The studios were able to let them have people come in and help him, which yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want me to? Um, do I want you to ask me a question. Oh, yeah. Why the hell did you make me watch this? I made you watch this because you needed to see this. I okay? did. If you wanted to save our marriage, you needed to see this. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a problem. <laughs> you know what? I, I told you. Um, in the car we were driving the other night we were talking the reason that I felt this was important for you to see is that I get that it's campy and I get mm-hmm. that it's it's cliched right. but the thing about Ernest that makes them so good to me is Ernest is just a he's a good human being mm-hmm. he's he's not dishonest he he you know he's got that as as dumb as it sounds that American you know what all we got to do is work harder oh you know what these kids need my help and nobody else loves them but I'm going to give them a fair shot he's just there's so many things that came out in his personality in that movie, trying to, he just, all he wanted to be was a counselor. Yep. That one line, I've lost everything. I'm not a counselor. I've lost everything. You're like, oh, he's lost everything. And I'm like, well, to him, it was everything. True. That's the earnest character. That's right. like. Which that's, goes back to what we were saying on the last the last episode. It's all context, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's It's all about just. You know, you know. I, I'm gonna reference Bugs Bunny again. We love watching Bugs Bunny, right? Bugs Bunny's a dick. 
Yeah. I mean, a dick. Most I cartoon characters love are. him. I love him. But Ernest is not. He's just a good, caring person. And yeah, the movies are kind of campy and they're mm-hmm. kind of cheesy, but they make you giggle and they make you laugh. Yeah. I'm I'm really not one who like, and we've had this conversation when we talked about um, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, right? I'm not one for... Um, poking fun at the the redneck or the dullard or the you know what I mean and uh, you know what I mean um and I, I there's Jim Jim Varney in and of himself seemed like he was he would be a fantastic guy to know when he was alive Jim Varney is one of those guys that if I could bring a celebrity back to have dinner with he's one of them. he's one yeah um, so with Ernest, there is something charming, charming about him, but at the same time, there's something very off-putting to me about him, and um, it's hard to it's hard to balance the two. But the charming, I guess, sometimes wins out. I think over the, the aren't there aren't there a lot of characters like that? I mean, I mean, let's Carl Spackler, yeah. right? You know, it just it, it there's a there's a good right, mix right, and, right, right. Now, yes, it doesn't come across perfectly in this movie. I get that this movie has a lot of holes and a lot of faults, and we talked about them. We're going to get to them. I just felt like, having never seen an Ernest movie, that's kind of the point of this podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I, you know, I, and I can put up when you know what you know. What I mean, better than get her done, any day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right. I did not make that correlation at all until right there. Well, no, honestly, solid. he was like before YouTube. He was like. Of your first real viral celebrity, right? Because of you know that I mean, whole, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and and. So, but to be fair, he does not say no to mean as much as uh, get her done. I mean, yeah, but still, that's his that's his seconds. that's his catchphrase, yeah. and and you know, if it's it was the get her done of the eighties, I guess. But you know, <laughs> it kind of was because yeah. by the time by the time he hit the movie with this. He had been nationally, like I said, I think he was in Sprite commercials. I think he was he doing was Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. Um, and it was always like he would do the whole, uh, almost like a found footage type thing where the camera be in his face and he'd be doing that. You know what I mean? Where are we going to do this? Yeah. And, and they always and, use and the, yeah. Fish, yep. the fish eye lens the fish to, eye make, lens to make, make him So look, he would have his face yeah. bouncing around. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I. You know what? I could probably, I like Larry the Cable Guy, not 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of his movies. But his stand-up, I can enjoy because I like the blue collar. But I, I, I prefer the, you know what I mean, Vern? Not just, me. just because. <laughs> okay, yeah, do the synopsis. All right, for us, let's please. do the real the synopsis. And I have got this one written. I was actually prepared. Um, all right, the OG Slinky Dog, Ernest P. Worrell, rhymes with squirrel, is a well-meaning but not very competent uh, person who uh, maintenance man who works at a summer camp. Uh, he dreams of being a camp counselor, um, and he uh, gets the opportunity. And when he must find a way to inspire a group of juvenile delinquents, as well as stop a shady strip mining company run by the evil Dean Wormer—I mean Sherman Kramer—from uh, swindling the camp away from its Native American owners, including that crying Native American. Chief St. Cloud and his daughter who works at the camp. You want to hear something funny? What? When I saw this, I did not know who Dean Normer was. <laughs> so the first time I saw Animal House, I was like, oh, it's that guy from Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, um, 
it's, it's crazy. All right, let me let me do the cast. Uh, Jim uh, Jim Varney, <laughs> of course, me. as Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, Victorio Rossimo as Nurse St. Cloud. And there goes my commander. Uh, John Vernon as Sherman Crater. Iron Eyes Cody as Old Indian Chief St. Cloud. And Lyle... You can Lyle is Lyle Alzado. Alzado, Hall of Fame defensive end as, for the Los Angeles Raiders. Do you know what his character name was? No. Bronk Stinson, Crater's foreman. I don't have the name of the lawyer guy, but anyway, he's been in a lot of stuff too. He was in a lot of stuff. In the yeah, 80s, he think, was in yeah. a lot of stuff in the eighties. But um, no one plays uh, smarmy evil guy better than John Vernon. No, he ever did. And he I was, apologize. It was yeah. the Oakland Raiders, not the Los Angeles Raiders. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's. I mean, he's good at it. I mean, unfortunately, the guy's been typecast. Yeah, he's been in several movies where he's that guy. But you know, he does it so well. Oh, and he's like he's, he he's completely enjoyable to watch in that capacity. I I literally watched this whole movie waiting for him to put Ernest on double secret probation. I was waiting. <laughs> I, I'm like, when's it, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? So probation. Woo. Okay. okay. All right. I have so. straight up forgotten which questions we ask each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? You know what? I, I, I will give this movie props for, um, even though like some of the setups were kind of stupid and the things that happened to Ernest are just, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to characterize them. I'm talking about, you know, the, uh, obviously the the one joke I did laugh at is like when he was talking about badgers and you you know when you make this sound yeah I like that one um kids are like we get to practice first aid <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that that was actually stolen from one of the zoo the zoo commercials that they did only it was lions um but um some of the other stuff like um him trying to light the the lantern and the lantern like taking off like a firework just real just real it's not prat what's the what's the word i'm looking for slapstick slapstick yeah, yeah. this was a slapstick comedy it was very slapstick um pieces of 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 bits and pieces of that comedy which i was kind of like yeah okay but i i do give the movie props for for like um doing the callbacks at the end when it came to that scene where they are trying to run the uh the mining company off the land for the camp um you know they brought everything back except the badgers you were funny because yeah. we, we tried to watch it the first night and like the asleep. fifth movie in a row that i've had you watch you <laughs> fell asleep we had to go somewhere <coughs> excuse me we had to go somewhere the next night and we were talking about it and you were like <clears throat> when does the um the golf cart when does the golf cart come back into play and i was like what what do you mean what do you, what do you mean she's like she's like come on and i'm like i don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> she's like come on i'm like all right all right it does <laughs> yeah that golf cart that never seems to run out of gas like as soon as like it's, it shows up in the credits and drives away on him and just keeps going all this summer was, long you know what this movie the first time i saw this movie i watched this movie with my dad and my uncle and my grandfather and uh, I think, uh, nope, I think James was gone at the time. And my mom, and it was just kind of a whole, let's put it on. And we laughed our asses off. We were we were dying. This was, I mean, we were laughing. It was just, yeah, is it highbrow? No. Is it slapstick? Yes. Is it poorly written? Yes. Still. I I, I think there's a lot of things they did good in this movie. I think there's a lot of things that, I did, that did well, which is probably the reason that it ended up being the franchise that it was. Right. Did they fall down in some places? 
<laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yep. A lot. All right. I, um, wow, I have been so busy. I did not look up any of the tidbits about this movie. I, I mean, there's not a lot. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, obviously this is uh, this is the first time that they've, you know, they they took this into earnest into movie form. Um, God, he had uh, Varney had a hell of a career. Um, uh, you know, he was on Johnny Cash and Friends. Um, he was uh, Operation Petticoat. Do you remember that? Yep. I I I did not know he was in it, but I, I remember yeah, it. Yeah, he was. He was in the television version of Operation Petticoat. Um, and let's see, he was on Alice. That show was right about the time that I was being allowed to watch TV freely. You Were you allowed to, to hear the Kiss My Grits? Because I had some friends whose parents wouldn't allow them to, yeah. to hear it or say it. Well, my dad was, you know, yeah. dropping the F-bomb everywhere, so. <laughs> as much as I love him, he didn't hold his language around me like Way I... to go, Dean! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was no... Yeah. There was nothing on regular TV that I wasn't allowed to see. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch, like, you know, there was, uh, uh, certain movies, mm-hmm. but we didn't have access to those movies back then like we do now. Right. Um, if I could watch it on, because we didn't even have cable. So, right. And we didn't have cable till I was like a junior in high school, I think. So, if I was on TV, I could see it. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like this movie had the same bones as Major Pain. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was yeah. it's just, it's the same it's the same premise. You're just at a camp instead of a military yeah. school. Yeah. Well, meeting not not exactly yeah, it's, the I best mean, in execution, odd aff- affectation. I think the only know. difference is is that uh, Ernest doesn't yeah. Ernest doesn't change who he is. Where Major Payne had to change his tactics and everything because of the kids. Ernest was just. Oh, I think Ernest had to learn a little bit of humility because you know he. The, there is some hubris around Ernest, which I, I think is probably what's most off-putting to me. It's like, it's not that he's incompetent and does stupid things, but he's got a little bit of an ego. And, well, we, we know, talked about that. You had you had to have that one, that, oh, I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to punch him right in his mouth. That right. type of mentality. Exactly. You're right. But you had to have that because you were trying to justify the path of the brave right. as far as the Indian thing. You also you also had to have that because he was trying to be a strong male role model for those kids, and I is what what I think. Right. I don't know if it came off well with him doing it, but I I I don't think I'd call it hubris. I think I'd call it getting caught up in the whole. I got the opportunity for these kids to like me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. That girl, hey, that girl over there, she's kind of watching me. I'm going to do something crazy so she'll notice me. That type of mentality. Yeah, but he would be like, oh, well, I did this and I did that. And I'm so, you know, you know, puffing his chest out and stuff like that. But he didn't have, he Hello. didn't have the. He's a guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he he couldn't back it up at all. So, you know, is well, he a lion? Or is not he, many people yeah. could back it up against Lyle Alzado. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, come on, it's fucking Dean Wormer. Yeah. Who beats Dean Wormer? <laughs> Nobody. That guy's um, like, well, oh, wait, no Animal shit, House he lost, he lost right? both times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he pretty much does. No, I did, because uh, I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's the guy from the, the pollution commercials. Yeah, you know, but, and from Iron Eyes Cody, huh? right? The 70s PSA, crying Indian, they called it, and 
crying at people throwing trash at the their windows and the, the cars their windows cars of their windows windows of their cars <laughs> decades of years decades of years um and so you know i've it's he's iconic for for people in my generation your generation um so i did look him up um only to find out that um he was of Italian descent. Okay. Iron Eyes Cody's was born as a Spara Oscar de Corte. Okay. Doesn't sound like a Native American name nope. to me. Not Native American. He used to. He would. He claimed that he was part. Um, I can't remember what he what he said. Um, Slapaho. Slap. It's <laughs> part Slapaho tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, Sicilian Peritons is not Native American at all. Yeah, he was. He would claim membership in different tribes. And well, what's like that. worse? That's, that's what's worse. That's Italian like guy? he would be a huge problem today. Right? Oh, sh- yeah. people would lose their shit today. Because his whole this, his whole career was spent. But tell playing. me, he didn't look like a Native American. Oh, he did. Okay, but he did. what's worse, him, an Italian guy playing a Native American, or a white guy playing the Indian guy in Short Circuit? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was that's the 80s. True. Yeah. It was the 80s. It, well, it was before the 80s. I mean, this guy had a career from 1953. Um, wow, good for him. Yeah, I mean, no, 1927. That was his first role. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, 1927. That um, dude wasn't even in the talkies. Yeah. It just says, 1927, back to God's glory. Role, Indian notes, uncredited role. So his first three movies, he was kind of just a, an extra. Four movies, he was an extra. And then he became um, kind of more War Eagle, Indian, Little Eagle, Indian, Indian, Red Corn, Indian Joe, Chief Iron Eyes. Okay. So there's your answer as to why he played up. that role. Chief Yellowstone, Tessie, Indian Copy Boy. Because he started playing a Native <laughs> American in 1927. Yeah. When a lot of things in this country were severely <laughs> fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had... <coughs> They they, they would not they did not have very good representation at all and it's spaghetti western there's a there's a reason why they call it spaghetti western oh yeah yeah so anywho that was interesting to learn um was there anything about the movie that you liked that you thought they did well um like I said I think the callback they did well um they they managed to take all those little silly pieces of of slapstick comedy and and kind of put it into like one big you know, finale yeah. um, when it came to the the war scene. Uh, John Vernon, I mean, you you can't. I, I don't care what he shows up, and you're going to enjoy his performance. He's good. He's he's he's. You know what it is? It's his. He's he's smarmy, but he's got that dignified air about him. So it, that makes a good villain. It really does. It's like when somebody plays a bad guy and they're British. They're pompous. They're good and pompous. They're 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 an yeah. asshole, but they they're just you're like, wow. I give him. Yeah. I hate that motherfucker, but I give him props because he's good <laughs> at it. Yeah. It's like why well, that's one of the pe- reasons why people love uh, Hannibal Lecter so much. You know. Yeah. Refined. Yes, but, but evil. But evil, evil to the core. Uh, how did you feel about like Jim Varney? I mean, were you are you surprised that he's as popular as he was? No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, he, you know, he hit. Obviously, he hit something that that resonated with Americans um, as far as his advertising career because they were able to like just license that character out so much before they even like took it to a movie level. Right. Like I said, he was hawking automobile dealerships. He was hawking radio stations. He was hawking TV stations. It was zoos. 
um, dairies. Sodas. Yeah, sodas. I mean, he could basically sell anything. And I think some of it had to do with just Barney in and of himself. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't call him talentless. I wouldn't call him just like this one hit wonder. I mean, he, he had some depth. Um, Ernest didn't, but he did. Um, you know, and like I said, there's there's. Are you some... kidding? Ernest had tons of depth. He saved Christmas. He went to jail. He went to camp. He went to Africa. He went to the army. He played basketball. No, and scared stiff. Do like do they have like Elvira and stuff like that? Is that a Ernest scared stupid? Stupid, yeah. You know what? I watched Ernest scared stupid once. Okay, and I don't remember liking it. I remember we watched part of Ernest Saves Christmas, and I thought it was the. Worst piece of crap. Ernest Saves Christmas is it's cliched. Mm-hmm. They tried to do a Christmas movie with Ernest, and it's cute, but you've got to want to watch Ernest. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's I- it's it's it. You know what Ernest Saves, uh, Saves Christmas is? It's a it's a bad Hallmark movie. Yeah, that's what it was. It's Ernest. You get the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the side characters in Ernest Save Christmas. That you're like, really? Can we have less of them and more, Jim? Right. But uh, uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, I'm willing to watch it again because just recently I heard a couple people, one of them being Doug Benson, say about how he thinks Ernest Scared Stupid is the best one. Mm-hmm. Now, with, I mean, I like Slinky Dog, but um, have you seen the the Beverly Hillbillies where yes. he's Jet Clampett? Yes. Okay. Is that the same one with... Um, can't think of it. Dietrich Bader. Yes, that's the same. Okay, I've seen that. Dietrich too. Bader plays uh, Jethro. Jethro, yeah. Um, uh, Erica Alaniac is Ellie Mae. Yeah. Um, you know what? It it was. Was it Jane was, Lynch in that? Was she Miss? Uh... I don't think so. I don't think Jane Lynch was anybody at that point. Okay. I can't remember. Uh, I think Dabney Coleman was Don was Mr. Drysdale. Of course he was. Yeah. Because uh, he, I mean, you look at him and he's Mr. Dreswell. That was one of those movies that when you watched it, you were like, okay, I see why they did it. Right. Okay. Y- y- you know what I mean? It was it was a typical, the 90s when they were oh, struggling yeah. to come up with anything new. Oh, just like they're doing now. Yeah. The you people know. in it were more than acceptable. I mean, Diedrich Bader, I love. Jim Varney, I, I love. love. Uh, Dabney Coleman. It was just an average movie with an average script that had a handful of payoffs. Right. And there you go. Okay, I've seen anything I've ever seen Jim Varney and I liked. Oh no, uh, wasn't uh, Lily Tomlin in that? She was Lily Tomlin was Mrs. Was, yeah, uh, that's right. She was uh, right, right, right. She was Mrs. Uh, Ms. Oh, friggin', I can't. It's Mr. Drysdale and Miss. Uh, I gotta look it up. Well, hey there, hey there, Miss. Uh, uh, damn it! Yeah, that's gonna drive me crazy. Oh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Hold on, uh, Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> I do like the Beverly Hillbillies um, because it does take that um, that piece of comedy on the, uh, and turns on its head because they they're not just making fun of the the backwoods person, right? They're it's, making fun of the idiots that are clamoring right, the right. Money it's and... it's the wisdom that comes from being not being simple, but you know what I mean. Well, that was it, the show I yeah. loved. I loved the show. Oh, Miss Hathaway. Miss Hathaway. Yeah. Who played Granny? Uh, Betty White. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's uh, he was my boyfriend. What's her name? Just passed away. Oh, I can't think of her name. You got it right there. No, I'm just looking at the Beverly Hillbillies in and of itself. Oh, I uh, I don't remember. Movie. Uh, 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 movie. Hold on. Son of a bitch. Movie, you know what? Movie, you know what the movie. worst thing about getting old is? 
Uh, getting old. I can't remember anything <laughs> anymore. Getting old is the worst part of Seriously, getting old. Seriously, I was trying to remember a no, simple word the other day. Like, I think the word was uh, and I was struggling. <laughs> okay, 1993. Hold on. Uh, it's it's at least Dick Bader, Jim, Varney, Lily, Tomlin, Dolly Parton's in it. Uh, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman. Yeah, that name never would have rolled off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider was in it? Yeah, momentarily, I think, for brief parts. Okay. Wasn't he in everything in the early 90s? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people maybe owed him money or he owed a lot of people money. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um All right. All right, cool. I mean, we knew that we knew that Ernest was This wasn't, would be a short one, yeah. We knew that Ernest <laughs> wasn't going to take a lot. Uh there all was right. a handful of things that we noticed mm-hmm. that I laughed about. Early in the movie, Ernest is sitting with the nurse and the Indian. Right. Uh, excuse me, the Native American, and um, the chief, the chief, and he's she. They're they're trying to explain stuff. So she says something to him, and she speaks English, but she uses sign language. She uses uh, because she's trying to communicate right. with him. And when he speaks back to her, he speaks in his native tongue, right? But doesn't use any hand gestures. And you and I were both like, and she and she understood it, right? And we were both like, why is why she didn't she just speak the native tongue? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because we needed to understand what she was it's saying. It's called Plains Indian Sign Language. It's a real thing. Yes, it um, is. Yeah, so he didn't use it, but they could use it to communicate with him. I think but, it's because we needed her to be able to... Oh, she's the... Yeah, she's got a... Moderate for us, yeah. Right, right. She's got a... She's got... She's our, our exposition, right? She's... She, that's that's her... That's basically her role in this, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, she was, I guess she was like a really well-respected actress. Like she's been like and did theater and wrote plays and so was Jim she Barney. was in a lot of movies. Um, and, you know, she did, she did, she played a lot of Native American. She was at least a little bit more Native American. I think she was like maybe a third Native American. Um, uh, but I... I had never really seen any of her movies before, but she's got a very good resume. Okay. Um, the thing that also bothered me is at the end when they were um, uh, basically uh, trying to take down the strip mining place, um, she's yelling at her father, like, don't do it, father, don't do it, father, don't do it, father, not using the sign language, not talking in his language, and how she's speaking. <laughs> and you think, like, She's grown up with this. They they should be able to communicate in Yeah. <laughs> and understand each other. You would think. You would think. You would think. Okay. But um, I mean other than that it was your your the 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 chef part I didn't get. I think was That was just, just supposed to be yeah. comedy relief. They were just trying to I think they're just trying to write a couple guys into it. Yeah, I think he Now just, that guy um was from Hee Haw. The, yeah. the heavy guy was from Hee Haw. He I, was. I have to look up Hee Haw skits and stuff like that because he did look familiar. I just could not place the skits that he was in with Hee Haw. Yeah, he would do a lot of the. In, he wasn't the music part. He was just a little skits yeah. part. He he was funny, you know. Um, they get rid of the, not the not the guy that the. Uh, not me. Oh yeah, you the heavy guy. I don't okay. want to. I don't call him the heavy guy. They keep him, but they get rid of the second guy, mm-hmm. in the next movies, and they have this old guy. And he looks a lot like the old guy that was always on um, Benny Hill. You know what I'm talking <laughs> Stop about? Stop dancing up there. Yeah. yeah. 
He he looks like that, and and that's a pretty funny combination. Okay. The the, the chefs were literally just, you know, just they, they didn't have silly. enough story. We need twenty minutes out of you guys. Give us some jokes. Give us some laughs. Do some physical comedy. Right. Um, right. I mean, yeah. Okay, so uh, we have some options, I guess, and that would be uh, you could do box office if you've looked that up. Well, let's do. I have questions. Okay. I okay. Do you have any? Yeah, um, they keep talking about that. That's his the the camp is his home, and the camp is his life. And the kids um, that are coming from the juvenile detention center on their second chance with this camp keep talking about how they don't want to go back to the detention center. It is not a year round camp. That's you not don't a know that. thing. Where it's, did where did they say that it wasn't a year round camp? I did it say did it say on the sign that Ernest fell camp. Did it say on the sign that Ernest fell off of Camp Kikiki, not a year-round camp? But uh, have you ever heard of one? Yeah, I have. No, it's not called the Army. It's yeah. called. <laughs> it's called. It's, it's called juvenile detention. No, no, I know, I know. It's so silly. It's just like you're gonna have to go back sometime, yeah, kid. Yeah, but there's so many. The summer's gonna end. But there's dummy. so many things in it that are silly. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not. It's there's a uh, that that was the poor story writing that you're talking oh, about. Yeah. That was the poor writing. So I agree. Stupid. I agree. Okay. But yeah, it was a year-round camp. Right. It was a year-round camp. It's a year-round camp. That's so stupid. Okay, go ahead. I don't have any because there's no point in asking questions. It's a fucking Ernest movie. (laughs) 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 I felt like I just got roped into something. (laughs) No, I just, I mean, I, I mean, I don't really have any. Like we kind of talked about the 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 language barrier and everything, but yeah, you know, I mean, just it's. You know, we had the discussion earlier it's today when I recorded with Mike about Fast 9, Yeah. right? If you're going to watch this movie and ask questions, you don't need to be watching this movie. Do you know that in Fast 9, a fucking Fiero goes into space? <laughs> I Are gotta you watch, kidding me? No, I got to watch this movie just to see a Fiero go into space. It just, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just comical, right? And, and it's and like like you said, you don't sit down, check your head at the door. None of this shit makes sense. Just enjoy the ride. That's what this movie is. It's just it's just a, this movie. I think this yeah. movie was an attempt to have a kids movie, a family right. movie, right? That wasn't dirty. It wasn't violent. Um, that could compete with a cartoon, and right. they had the proper character to do it with. I think. That's true. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that. Uh, box office. Uh, it made twenty three million five hundred nine thousand three hundred eighty three dollars. It was the number forty eight movie in nineteen eighty seven. Wow, um, which was pretty solid. I don't know what the budget was. Uh, to put that in perspective, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was twenty ninth with thirty five million. Um, uh, the top ten: Predator, The Witches of Eastwick, Lethal Weapon, Stakeout, Secret of My Success, Three Men and a Baby, The Untouchables, Fatal Attraction, Platoon, Beverly Hills Cop two. So hmm. those are some big movies. Uh, all of those made over $100 million. Oh, Crocodile Dundee. Uh, yeah, that was number 13. But I mean... Yeah, Crocodile Dundee was pretty much the, the earnest of Australia, right? No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, you know what? I didn't have a problem with the first two Crocodile Dundee movies. I never saw them. They were... Oh, you never saw them? Oh, shit. You can't say shit like that. Where the tip? No, I, that's not something that I would have you watch. It. I mean, yeah. if you saw it, okay. Um, I, I mean, twenty twenty four million dollars in nineteen eighty seven was quite a haul. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it cost them more than three or four million to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should Google it, or maybe you can Google it. I don't care. Um, but you know, that's it. All right. That's kind of it. All um, right. This was not a movie to dissect. This was just one that Susan dreaded the whole time. Yep. And we knew this was going to be a short movie discussion episode because of the second half is the awards. Yep. Um, So why don't you give us your top three moments? 
Oh, um, well, in the beginning, when he first um, has a conversation with Nurse Aid Cloud, he was showing her how well he is doing with his Indians Plains Sign Language, and he ends it off with, where is the Red Shays Lounge? Um, yeah. <laughs> and does that little gesture with his hand. Um, that was, I laughed out loud at that one. Um, I laughed out loud at the Badger one that we talked about. They don't like it when you you, you do the sound because I'm never going to remember. What <laughs> <you said. laughs> yeah, all folks. Um, and uh, yeah, you know you got to love some paratrooping uh, turtles, which I'm sure would never get made again today because you'd have Peter all over your ass. <laughs> Paratroop, <laughs> paratrooping snapping turtles. That was your number one. Uh, I I guess I mean I'm not going to rank them. It's a fucking earnest movie. Okay, <laughs> three million three million dollar budget. Okay, you know that uh, John Cherry actually directed Ernest Goes to Jail. He, he directed all of them. Oh wow. Okay. And probably wrote all of them. All right. Everything um, on his director directing credits is an Ernest related. On the on the Peter related front, uh, a couple weeks ago when me and all the guys went to Jacksonville to watch the wrestling pay per view. Uh-oh. Jake the Snake Roberts, who was a big-time wrestler in the 80s, he always had a snake with him. Right. He's kind of got this role that he plays in AEW now. He's really old. So he's yeah. not, he can't do what he used to, but he, you know, he's on the side of the ring and everything. And he's got this match where he's like the side guy of this other guy, and they're right fighting. He comes out with this burlap sack, mm-hmm. and he's holding the sack like there's a big-ass snake in it because he used to show up and pull the snake out, and it was this big fucking python. So the guy very, that he's... Very Britney Spears. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So he's the guy that he's wrestling against turns around and sees him and like gives him a forearm shiver and takes the bag and chucks it off to the side of the arena and everything. And before the before the wrestling match was over, they had people on Twitter going, oh shit, I'll bet Peter loses their crap over this. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay, my number three was um, the because just because yeah. the, the look on his face is great with the yeah. Wolverine. My second favorite scene is when he's having the talk with Moose. And Moose is like, I don't oh, want to go back to Ernest. Yeah, and he goes, sweet. you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, and this is the thing that always drew me to Ernest. He says, um, I don't want to go back. And he says, well, if I had my way, you could stay here forever. Do you think they'd let me, Ernest? And he says, no, they probably won't. Even though he knew that that's not what that kid wanted to hear, he was treating him like an adult and being honest with him and genuine. And it's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first scene, my number one scene is the turtle paratroopers. <laughs> Okay, because I am a fantasy football addict, and because because I was in the Marine Corps, one of my fantasy football names has always been Death from Above because I worked on aircraft. Right. But where I really got the name was from Ernest Goes to Camp when he says, "What are they going to do?" He goes, "You know, paratroop turtles, Death from Above." It's the one of the my favorite lines well, from a movie he, when ever. When he said that, I looked at you and I said, is that where you got your fantasy football team name from? And you were like, yep. Yeah. I don't tell people that's where I got it from. I tell them it's because of the Marine Corps and the Harriers and the F-18s that I used to work on. We but know we're going to go with, yeah. with Snapping Turtles. <laughs> that's right. pretty damn funny. It is funny. All right. Um, All right. What do you say we take a small break small and we'll break. be back with our award ceremony. Okay. Let's see it. Mayday. Mayday. Can anyone hear me? We found something. We found something in the ice. Would you stop screwing around? This makeshift transmitter has a pretty weak signal. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Okay, hi. I'm Brandon Windish. And I'm Chris Holcomb. And we are the heads of programming of the Dead City Drive-In. And unfortunately, if you're hearing this, then we're already dead. Okay, now you're just being melodramatic. Look, if you're hearing this, then it's probably because we're interrupting your podcast. Sorry about that. Okay, but we wouldn't do that without a good reason. 
Those delightful singing voices you're hearing belong to a ravenous horde of mutants and madmen right outside our projection room door. You see, we've been tasked by our bosses, the drive-in gods, to program specially themed double bills for the increasingly restless Dead City denizens. And when we say specially themed, what we mean is killer robots, satanic terror, uh, yeah, hideous freaks, creepy crawlies, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. You see, there is no bottom to the depths of psychotronic cinema. Any old chud could pick a random double bill. Yeah, but do you really want to watch Chopping Mall back-to-back with Ghost Dad? Or a double whammy of Rock and Roll Nightmare and Bicentennial Man? Oh, yeah, I do! Oh, shut up, zombie Robin Williams, you fucking liar! At Dead City Drive-In, we choose a theme. Then we and our special guest each pick what we think is the best representation of that theme. But there's only room for two movies, so we're talking genre flick deathmatch here. Three movies enter the ring, but only two can make it on the slime-splattered screen of the Dead City Drive-In. Put it this way, it's dirty work, but somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> Chris, that's the lyrics of that song from Police Academy 2. Damn it, we're about to lose the transmission. Dead City Drive-In is available everywhere your favorite podcasts lurk. The doors are open and admission is free. It's a show filled to the brim with monsters, mayhem, blood, guts, and... Uh, dispatch. <laughs> Some more paramedics. <laughs> Remember, if the car's a-rockin', it doesn't mean somebody's fucking. They're probably getting murdered. And here at the... Under 17, not admitted without parent. All right, and we are back. So, what we are going to do now is we decided that we're going to kind of reflect on the first 50 movies that we watched. Mm -hmm. We we each came up with a handful of questions. Yes. And um, each person is going to have an answer. I called it an award ceremony. Um, Which confused the hell out of me. Yeah, but I mean, it's an award ceremony because that means that these these movies all won something as far as we're concerned. Maybe good, maybe bad. What a Um, place in our hearts. Yes. All right. So the first question I want to ask you is, who is your favorite male host on this show? Um. <laughs> okay. The cat. <laughs> so I had some questions. You had some questions. And yes. we don't need to differentiate between them. We'll just run through them. How's that sound? It sounds good. All right. All right. First question is, which movie was the farthest from what you thought it would be? My answer to that would be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh. Why is that? I mean, you... you Okay. Because uh, when I went into it, I thought it was, you know, a typical making fun of your redneck movies, and it was a much smarter movie than I ever had anticipated it to be. It's a really good movie. It is amazing It's movie. a really good movie. It is amazing movie. We're going to have to throw that into the rotation for Halloween. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Do you have any idea what mine was? I, I, I can't even begin to Mine guess. was Mean Girls. Really? I had oh, no I, I had no idea that Mean Girls was Now listen, all all my answers to these questions are movies that you had me watch because yeah. I already knew what these movies were going in. Yeah. I did not expect Mean Girls to be the type of movie it was. I thought it awesome. was gonna be a catty, stupid you know what I mean? That yeah. that that oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching this <laughs> bitch fest. Uh, I, I mean, Boo you whore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun. Awesome. It's it's actually it's of the movies that you had me watch, it ranks higher up there than most do. Nice. Nice. All right. Um which movie had the most potential did not but did not deliver? All right. Um 
straight away, the first thing that came to my head was Suicide Squad. God damn it. Yeah, you're right. Um, but my <laughs> honorable mention was Dave Made a Maze. Mm. Okay. Um, I think that had tons of potential in the right hands. It just... Yeah, hamstrung, yeah. hamstrung by the budget probably. Yeah, a little um, bit, yeah. Mine was uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Jules Verne. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. There wasn't Jules <laughs> He will forever. Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. He will forever hence be known as Jules Verne. Yeah, uh, it Leslie started Brown. out. It started out so good, and then just kind of died. Yeah, at the end, you know yeah. What I mean? It it kind of fell and in, fell into a little bit of a tropiness. Um, you know what? And had we done, um, it, we still might. But had we had Mike had you know given us the time of day to, to be on this, uh, he I. Gives us the time. I know, day. I know, but uh, so I'm just trying to guilt him into getting on the freaking show. He'll do it. Um, He'll the do it. Uh, the the, the Friday the Thirteenth he had us watch too. To me, had a lot of potential. That first twenty nine minutes was so different. It had so but many good so things the same. in it. And then yeah. once you got past the that the credits, it was they could have done so much with it. That and, that movie, um, and we haven't talked about it yet, but that movie had so much it could do simply because of the way they portrayed Jason. That's what I want Jason to be. Not for, I don't want him to be a mummy or Frankenstein. I want him to be this guy. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. And, and it was just kind of, okay, well, you, you know. Exactly. Okay. All right. This was your question. No, this was this was it's, my question. Here's your question. Which movie did you dread watching the most, but after you're watching it, you realized how much you enjoyed it? Uh, Team America. Really? Mm-hmm. But you enjoyed it, right? I did enjoy it. Okay. I, I appreciated it. And, you know, doing a montage. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I liked it. I liked it. Um, as an honorable mention, I would say Expendables 2. Oh, okay. Do I, cause you Don't like, the challenge you, me. You like two better. I like two better, yes. Okay. All right. Um, mine was Rebecca. Nice. I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think one. I was gonna like it as much as I did. It's a. It deserved to be. Did the was best it picture? best picture? I I don't know. I haven't seen all the others, yeah. but it it. I can't argue it because it was really good, really well done. Black right. and white, stupid French uh, movie, but no, no, <laughs> no. It was, it's a not French novel. I know it was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed <laughs> <French> that one. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, which movie did you like best and dislike most? It's a, like best is very is a very very. Wait a minute! Diff- I think I fucked this question up for no. my answer. Did you? Which movie did you like best and dislike most? Okay. Oh uh, yeah, um, like the best is a tough one for me because we've watched a lot of great movies. Um, so I'm just gonna spit it all out in in one big well, long string. We have the one question that actually deals with yeah. which one we like best. So just which one did you dislike most? Let's just do dislike most. Um, the super. Okay. Um, but Dave made a maze also pops in there in in there too yeah um go ahead the best one the movie i like best though um i i have tucker and dale i have what we do in the shadows it's hard to pick just one one cut of the dead Mm -hmm. is gonna go there um and no country for old men those are those those are all pretty much tied for first place um I'll end up answering this question the like would like most in, a, in another question, but the ones that I disliked the most were Gone Girl. Yeah, I figured that much. And, and, and you know what? It was it was again. I said it in the show. It was good. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and you just can't make it a procedural and at the end throw the rules away. It just because that's what they did. Uh, the second one was not because it was a bad movie because I did not like the way it ended. Was the girl with all the gifts? 
Yeah. Okay. Did not like. Kind of saw that coming from you. I. Come on now. Don't. If you're going to give me a zombie apocalypse movie, give me a zombie apocalypse movie that ends with people living. No, I'm kidding. Um, it just. It, it just. I don't like the movies like that. Is it good? Yes. But, you know. Okay. All right. What movie was exactly what you expected it to be? <laughs> Bad Boys. Get out. <laughs> and Harry Crumb. I think Harry Crumb okay. is exactly what I expected. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Ironically enough, going back through the movies that you asked me to watch, they all surprised me to a degree. Yeah. I knew what Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was, was, was walking into it. Yeah. Because I'd seen clips and cuts. Yep. It was the only one that, it, that did not surprise me in one way or another. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You so, going to do yours? Well, the, the last one was mine, but I don't mind that you took it. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. You read um, the rest. So, um, which movies, and you can have more than one here, um, th- of, that we watched, and they could be yours or mine, would you most recommend to a friend? Well, um, I think we've all recommended One Cut of the Dead about 50 times. Yes. Uh, if you haven't watched that movie and you're listening to this, you need to shut this off and go watch it. It is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually kind of talked about this beforehand, and I said, let's just go ahead and give One Cut of the Dead the top spot. Right. But it's not, It's I don't like watching awards where it's Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, <laughs> Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie. Saving Silverman. Oh, really? I recommended that to some people. Oh, just awesome. because it's... Awesome sauce, it's, yeah. Um, I have What We Do in the Shadows, but I recommended that, but neither one of us had seen it when we watched it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, Little Miss Sunshine's great. Um, I had, and because we have, uh, uh, again, One Cut of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, Little Monsters, we recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend... I no, missed that one. Yeah, I um, would recommend No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Um, you're not going to be behind me on this one, but The Girl with All the Gifts is, is one I would recommend as well. I think that that's a movie worth recommending to people. Mm-hmm. It's just not a movie that I like. <laughs> just don't recommend it to Greg. Yeah. No, no. You can tell me you should watch <laughs> this and I'll be like, I fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> don't you ever talk to me with that tone of voice again. Uh, no, no. I, listen, um, if you like those types of movies, if you like zombie movies, it's a good movie. I just did not like the ending. I, it just right. it makes it hard, but that's okay. Uh, fair enough. All right. Um, so I think think let's see oh um what movie did you wish you didn't watch dave made a maze dave made a maze <laughs> dave dave made a maze is gonna dave. make a lot dave, dave made a maze dave made a maze um and the yeah. girl with all the gifts um i have dave made a maze and attack of the killer donuts All right. I don't need to see that woman dancing in front of her puppet cat oh, ever, ever, ever again. You know what they I should do? See that? You know what they should do? What at Halloween Horror Nights this year? <laughs> do Attack of the Killer Donuts. Fucking, yes! they should just every every fucking horror house at Universal Studios. Wait a minute. Which which Halloween Horror Nights is Bush Gardens? Which ones? No, it? Halloween Horror Nights is Universal. Um, Bush Gardens is Hollow Scream. Hollow Scream. Yeah. Halloween Horror Nights at, at Universal. Every haunted house, the big bad guy at the end should be that woman dancing in front of that fucking cat. Oh, not the ejaculatory crawler. Um. <laughs> that is the adult. That's the adult scare house. 
Yeah. Woo. Okay. So let's see. Wish I hadn't watched. Um, what movie had the most interesting story behind it when you started doing your research? Which movie did you say we shouldn't have watched? You wish you hadn't watched? It was... Dave made amazing Dave attack made of the killer donuts. That's yep. right. Uh, you know what? I didn't have an answer for this one. The biggest, the best answer I had was Peanut Butter Falcon. And okay. it was a story about how Shia had went out in town and got arrested for weed. Yeah. And the, the young man was like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you had your fucking shot. Yeah. Don't ruin mine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, no my problem. goodness. Um, yeah, mine, I had, I had four of them. I had uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I think just because they made that kind of on a shoestring budget. And it was a really interesting story behind how they did that. I had Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, I had network. What's the story behind that? Um, it just the way that Sydney. Um, I'm not going to think of it. I can't think of his last name. The the Poitier. The Poitier, <laughs> not <laughs> Sydney Poitier. Um, uh, how they how they um, really worked it out and blocked it like theater and, and things like that. There was some interesting okay about uh, interesting things about the, the his filmmaking techniques techniques and that. Um, and Jennifer Spotty, just because of the whole Megan Fox. Yeah, allegory to her actual life. So okay, not that she's a succubus, just because you know, of the amateur porn sites. <laughs> <laughs> Christ! All right, okie day. All right. Um, and in the spirit of this podcast, um, you don't have to like a movie to appreciate it. Which movie, um, would you say most typifies that uh, mission statement? I guess the girl with all the gifts. The girl with all the gifts. It's a really well done, really good movie, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, mine and, is, and that sounds stupid to say, but... Mine was The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, and it's not that I appreciated the movie. My hair. <laughs> My hair. It's not that I appreciated the movie or thought the movie was, was that great, but in doing the research for it, um, I could appreciate the work that that Andrew Dice Clay did in terms of his yeah. career, right? And the work that he had to put into it. Yeah, he. Um, I think the funny thing about that movie to me was it, when you listen mm-hmm. to Andrew Dice Clay, like most of us boys did when we were in high school in the eighties, mm-hmm. because he was so rude, and he was funny. Yeah, he wasn't. He was a little rude in that, but he wasn't like off the off the edge of the galaxy vulgar. He was just, right. and right. it was kind of like, I've made a brand. Right. And now I'm going to make a movie, but I'm not going to use my brand, which doesn't happen very often in Hollywood. Right. Um, this this has some honorable mentions for me, too. Um, and this probably would have also gone in, in the movie that wasn't what I expected as well as an honorable mention. But First Blood. Yeah, you said that that wasn't, didn't follow. No, the... no, I was kept waiting to be like to be in the jungle and shooting up shit. Yeah. Um, um, and I think for me to, um, major pain, just because I enjoyed doing that episode with you and asking you questions about your military experience and stuff like that and trying to understand the character a little bit. Um, so those, those are my okay. mentions. Cool. All right. You had some, uh, well, I only had one more. You had two more. Uh, which episode did you have the most fun recording? Oh, that's one of mine. I know. Um, I'm going to say Velocipastor just because we, we recorded that one in a closet. <laughs> it 
with Sarah, who is who was fun to. Of to, course, Sarah's yeah. always fun. She's yeah. incredible. So, um, mine was a tie: Velocipaster and Attack of the Killer Donuts. Oh, okay. Um, I also had one cut of the dead. That was fun. Yeah, so fun. We did it twice. Yeah, so fun. So we nice. Did we did it twice. So nice. We did it twice. But yeah. that was a, that was a uh, that was a uh, fun. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed uh, having them on the show. So. Yeah, that was that was good. All right. And you have uh, one more. Uh, well, you had one that was a best picture winner. Yeah, do it last. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, the one you in, um enjoyed researching the most. Velocipaster. Really? It was just so off the wall, batshit crazy. So many things that you read about in that movie, you just didn't expect that anything like that would ever happen with a movie, and yet here it is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're researching a peanut butter falcon, you're like, oh, Shia LaBeouf got arrested. Okay. You know, that doesn't surprise me. And then you read what a Velocipaster, you're like, what the fuck just happened yeah. right there? That's just research. That's not even the final product. Yeah. Velocipaster. Um, mine were... um. Two of mine selections. One was Network, and one was, one was Rosemary's Baby. Okay, because they were early on. So, um, and I had a lot of time on my hands, so I was able to, to research them well. You but really I, went deep for them. But I, I, they're they're also in my favorite movie cachets. So okay. it was it was good to dive in. So, all, all right. right. And um, basically, uh, best picture. <sighs> I have I have a tie. You have a tie. Okay, um, mine. Uh, uh, is obviously a little bit of cliche because it was a best picture and that was No Country for Old Men. However, um, if I had to pick one that wasn't a best picture and call it my best picture, I would say The Witch. Okay. But I am going to throw um, my opinion in here and any horror fan worth their salt is going to have this opinion too. I'm going to give a best actress to Tony Collette. Okay. She fucking deserved at least a nomination. I just meant I just meant like who, what would you give what would you give your best picture to out of our selections not whether it was a No, best I or not. I okay. would say no, but that it would still be no country for old men. My my it, it's really good, right? It's amazing. Um mine was a tie. Uh it was Little Monsters. Yeah. I I love it. That it was is so an good. amazing film. But uh, probably just a little bit better than that was Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine was amazing. I really, yeah. really enjoyed that movie. It was not, it was, mm-hmm. it was, of all the movies that you gave me, that one was the farthest out there that I thought it was going to be, even yeah. though I had seen the last scene, yeah, the the, the dance. I, I I knew that was coming, but I was right. like, well, how the hell did you get here? What a star-studded cast. What an amazing yeah. job by everybody. What a great script. I just... That's a movie that I would could literally put on as background yeah. noise as oh, a, in yeah. a loop. It's, it's I had to say what you call the run, water. you dumb son of a bit, or run, you run, you <laughs> stupid bastard. Never that ever is, forget that. That is a watermark movie if if there ever was one. Um, there was a question that I had, and I didn't write it down. God damn it! Eh, oh well. Um, oh well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. My movie, uh, the one question that I, I forgot to send you is, um, is there a movie that you watched among all the ones you watched um, that has made you want to go, kind of go down the rabbit hole with an actor or a director or a writer um, to, to watch more of those movies? Hmm. I think the Coen brothers might be a cliche answer. Yeah, Coen Brothers would be my because my answer I as well. Think, I think the only movie that I've seen from them, mm-hmm. other than No Country for Old Men, before we started this, was... Um, 
I'm sorry, I backed away from the microwave. It's okay. God damn. <laughs> the microphone. I'm sorry, I was putting my head in the microwave. Holy crap. Thinking about something, doing something else. What I was saying is, I would say probably the Cohen brothers, even though it's a cliche answer, because yeah. uh, uh, when uh, as, as we've done this, the only movie that I had seen other than No Coaching for Old Men here was True Grit. Right. And True Grit was, I enjoyed it, but it was a remake. I thought you saw what's the one there with um, George Clooney. Oh, that's right. We did watch Burn After Reading. Not Burn After Reading. Um, God, what's the one with the the tale of Homer and the old timey? Oh, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, see, I did not like that movie at all. No. All right, never mind. So it's not the Coen Brothers. (laughs) Um, But you've already seen it. But there are some ones I know I haven't seen that I want to see. Right. So, but Coen Brothers would be for me too. Honestly. We watched Rebecca, right. and we watched North by Northwest. We did. And even though I did not like or think North by Northwest was what it's made out to be, I understand why it was made out what it, what it was to be. Right. There are several Hitchcock movies that I have never seen. I've never seen Rear Window. I've never seen Rope. I've never seen Vertigo. I'd like to see Rope. Yeah. I've never seen um, The Birds. Uh, so other than that, these two and, and, and Psycho... Mm-hmm. Maybe if if he's if he's as good with all his movies as he is with Rebecca, right? I would I would give his movies a shot. All right, cool. Maybe maybe the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes movies. The rest of the- <laughs> we need to see the one with George Clooney in it for the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we probably should. <laughs> we probably should just for sentimental reasons. And you know what? I really like Sarah Silverman, so maybe because of Sarah Silverman, Saving Silverman, I would watch more mm. of her movies. <laughs> All righty. So that's it. That's our 50th. Dave made a maze too, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, fucking Dave made a maze. <laughs> hey, look, I got a cardboard hand, y'all. <laughs> How many lousy movies? What, what, what movie is lousy on this list? Dave made a maze. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> what I movie mean, do you want to not in Dave made a maze? <laughs> hey, the marketing department did their job. Yeah. We, we watched Best it. Best DVD cover. <laughs> Best. No, no, uh, that was was uh, it. Best DVD award no, that they that got was, or something. Uh, Killer Donuts, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think it was Dave Benabaze. Killer Donuts won best at show at the at the, the Mulberry Film Festival at the or Venice some or something. Or no, yeah, what was, is it? It was Mulberry Film yeah, Festival or but something it was like over Venice, in Florida. Florida, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Spiel us out of here, baby. Uh well, you have a question to ask me. Oh, would you watch Ernest again? Oh, uh, no. You have another question to ask me? No, I'm not. No. After that answer, I'm not asking you shit. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. I, I, All right. Yeah. All right. Um, what movie are you going to make me watch? I think um, that I've had it on my list for a, a little bit now. Um, I think we need to watch Mayhem with Stephen Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> We're just coming out of quarantine. It's about a viral thing. Let's, you know, I think we can Oh, that's it. not the one that you were watching the other night with the guy in the car that, 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 that no, no, this is a different, this is the one that he won, uh, got nominated for best, best actor or something, right? Uh, no, no. He got nominated for best actor for some, some like more arty piece. This is a, um, 
a movie where he's kind of got to fight his way out of a building. There's like a virus going on oh, and everybody's got the virus. Sweet. Let's do this. Oh, I think you'll like it. It's like an action kind of I horror better. kind of movie and stuff like that. But I think, you know, now that we, you know, Florida is kind of back up and running and, you know, we're not wearing our mask anymore and we're all vaccinated oh are we not wearing our masks anymore yeah is it because the cdc said we don't need to wear our masks anymore let's not get into any of that stuff but i I think we can handle it now that we're out of quarantine i could have handled it while we were in quarantine because you know i was never quarantined god whatever god tina whatever okay so thank you for watching or watching well watching thank you for watching me play with my microwave (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us in the microwave um listening to honey you should watch this um we appreciate you listening if you'd like to follow us on social media um starting to get a little bit more active and we are we keep promising we're going to be a little bit more regular and frequent with our episodes which we have not been um we're trying we're honestly trying uh but if you want to follow us on social we are on instagram and on twitter at honey watch this um if you'd like to um follow me and see our lovely podcasts um being annoying little fuzzy pains in the butts but adorable at the same time um you can follow my personal uh insta at marketing underscore angel and if you want to listen to more of greg's booming and commanding voice you can listen to him where honey where uh top five for fighting we are available on spotify apple music playlist list just you you can find us we're everywhere (laughs) podomatic google uh spotify stitcher all of them and youtube and youtube oh that's right we do we do post a video weekly video had some video issues here for the last couple weeks so if you guys that, that listen to us Watch us on video. I apologize. I don't know what happened. I think I've got it fixed. But uh, this this episode is, seems to be recording very well. So we had we're about not three doing episodes. The Godzilla thing. We had about three episodes that we missed there video wise. But we we're, we're, should be back up and running now. Awesome, awesome sauce. Okay, so thank you again. Um, if this is your first time listening and you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you want to check out any of the episodes that we talked about on this pod, on this particular episode, you can go to Honey. You should watch this dot podbean dot com. Uh, you'll see a full list of our episodes, and you can play them and listen to them. Spotify um, carries them all as well. Spotify carries them all as well. Um, you'll find them on any of your platforms. Um, please rate and review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast. Um, helps people find us. And that's all I got to say. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Have a happy 4th of July. Be safe. Woo!